to Stocking Spurs. This is Acid and this is Patty. Welcome, you guys. Hi. We started this podcast because we really just wanted to show our love for the Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Not, yeah, not the San Antonio Spurs, commonly confused. <laughs> the other Spurs. Yeah, so this is football, guys. Uh, <laughs> I guess we just got to clarify that one in case there's any miscon or confusion around that one. There is definitely a surplus of podcasts on sports, and we're probably not your usual kind of podcast on sports. We're female, for one thing. I think a lot of the sports ones are by men. Lots, especially for sports. Yeah, exactly. And we're definitely not going to be discussing strategy or gameplay, yeah. or just talking about how they performed. Yeah, expect there to be some stuff about football and a lot of stuff around football. Why not, right? I mean, we gotta diversify. So we've been kicking around with this idea for quite some time now, and I honestly didn't think it was going to be real, uh, especially because, I guess, we're on different time zones. I am on GMT Plus 8 in Singapore, while my cousin, Acid, is really uh, over... Right now, I'm in England. Exactly. So... This is like sort of a hobby horse for us, and we don't know how we're going to go about this, but we're definitely excited to go and dive deep, especially with the new season coming up. So we hope you guys stick around and give us feedback and tell us what you want to hear. Oh, yeah. And just thanks for dropping by. Yeah. So for this first episode, so today it's preseason winding down. So we're going to cover a lot of the big things that happened during preseason. Um, Spurs in Singapore, Spurs in Shanghai, the AIA 100 versus Spurs, Tangi's legendary first touch, Kane's amazing uh, half halfway line. Is that the term halfway line? Goal? We gotta get that right. Yeah, whatever. And the Audi Cup and everything else that's happening during preseason. We're gonna speak with a Spurs fan, a lifelong Spurs fan, about his predictions and forecasts for the coming season. And yeah, that's it. Singapore fan experience was really, I guess, something. I, I guess, I just want to reiterate how I wish that you were here um, to be with me and experience this because of all the times for the Spurs to visit Singapore, where you and Toby have lived for the past couple of years, they decide to visit Asia on the year yeah. you guys actually leave. That's when Spurs comes. So. Anyway, I was really sick that week, and I wasn't sure how I was going to go about this. So on day one, I had to go to work, and I woke up early, and I could see that they had arrived in Changi. And the great thing about Spurs is that they're not quite big, like massive big. I don't want to compare them to other clubs, but at least they're at a manageable level, wherein if I show up somewhere, I know that I have a likely chance of meeting them or seeing them without too much of a crowd or a hassle. There was definitely a crowd this time around, and you can see that their fan base is growing. But when we managed to find their uh, practice ground, which happened to be just in Geylang, uh, Suren, a good friend of mine at work, who is also, of course, a Spurs fan, a longtime Spurs fan, we just had to go there and just see and watch. And when we arrived there, there was actually, a, the field was blacked out. And so when we... Um, the bus came out, we all started chanting, oh, Musa Sissoko, because he was up front, and so he smiled, and, you know, he smiled at us, and we were so near. I don't know if Suren has actually ever seen yeah. them live, but we were both kind of just hyperventilating and making a plan for day two, because day two was a Friday, and unfortunately, our plans didn't go how we wanted it. We wanted to bring Suren's baby, um, but we didn't, so I ended up going to a bar in the hotel, and when we arrived there, the barricades had already been removed, so that means they were gone. So instead, we went up to the um, the fourth floor bar, not the bar you talked about, but like, I don't know how to explain how like it's an, the an Mandarin... Atrium. Yeah, and you can see the balconies on each floor from the lobby, yeah. Exactly. So you could, I was on the fourth floor and about to enter the bar when I see a door opened right above me and out comes Jan Vertonghen. Exactly. The heavens open and I just see him with a Kai Walker Peters, I think, and there are some uncles who are fans around and I'm trying not to be like loud because obviously it's a quiet lobby and I'm like, Jan, Jan, but then he won't hear me so I go a little louder, Jan, 
and then he kind of just looks at me and smiles and waves and I die and I'm in a daze and my friend is just like yeah <laughs> she just couldn't she couldn't even talk to me because I was just in this mind space where I said this is like Jan again seeing me from a balcony and talking yeah. to, smiling at yes, me and waving. which is the amazing thing about it because this is not the first time you've walked out and from a balcony saw Jan shouted Jan Jan and Jan waves because the exact same thing happened <laughs> when we watched the Isn't it crazy how amazing my timing is with Jan? But the best part is that I thought that was the end of my journey. It wasn't. On day three, I'm in bed and I'm sick and I'm just like, I, I just want to get better. I see Harry Wink's post on IG stories again. He's just walking around Esplanade, freaking Esplanade with Jan. And like, everyone's just like unguarded. So I'm like... I need to make a decision. I feel like shit, but I'm going. So I dress up and I head on over by myself and I see a bunch of teenage girls and I'm like, yes, these people are my people. I can do this. So I'm like, hey, are you guys waiting for anyone? And they're like, no, not really. We just don't know why people are here. <laughs> so I'm like... There's no proof of where they are and they are not in here. Exactly. Yeah. So... We're, we're there, we're waiting, we're waiting for them. Um, I'm indoctrinating these girls into the fandom because they have no idea what's going on. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to wait it out in the hotel. I could go around and I could go to Esplanade or where they last posted, but you know they're not going to be there anymore. So I wait in the barricades with these two girls who have no idea why they're there. And I have to give it to them because for people who were just passing by, they stuck it out with me. They stood there for an hour plus. And I'm just... Exactly. Potential converts. So I started showing them like, so this is who we're waiting for. There were a lot of Korean fans. So this is Sunny. And then of course, I show them Harry Winks because obviously he's like the ultimate intro into the squad. He's such yeah, a cutie. And then I, I just show them like all of them one by one. And I have to give it to them because again, they were not fans, but they stood with me. And around like maybe an hour after they just give up and I'm, I'm left there alone. <laughs> but then... Exactly. So what I'm doing is that I see that on IG stories, again, they post that they're whizzing around yeah. um, Singapore on like these e-scooters, which happens to be owned by the company I work for. So I immediately message the country marketing head and I'm like, I know you're not into football, but guess what? My favorite team, they're whizzing around in the scooters that the company owns. This is like prime social media content and she's like okay okay we'll work on it and I'm like I can't believe I'm part of like creating content this is a marketer's dream I I can't even yeah. explain how much like this means to me uh, but then also like I guess like 10 minutes later I see that obviously they're near the hotel now because they're on the scooters and they're on the way back but then Jan posts an ad practically using our scooter exactly an ad that just looks like we paid for it except we did not pay for this content as a company. You can't even imagine all of them standing in a straight line, posing with the scooters, with the branding showing way up front. This is just a marketer stream. All on the scooters. Exactly. Singapore skyline in the background. It's just so perfect. It's like we planned it, except we didn't. So I again messaged the country marketing head. I'm like, you guys got to do this. You guys got to post yeah, it. Yeah, it was like paid media quality but not paid at all. Which is super lucky for us. So anyway, I knew they were on their way home and there were six of them in that photo, but only three of them came through the front door. I wonder where the rest came. So as soon as the three, like Musa Sissoko, Harry Winks, and Deli Ali come by, I make a dash towards um, Musa Sissoko and I'm, I'm breathless and I'm shaking. I'm like, hi, the Craig family says hi. Of course I had to say that. And then I was like, could you please, like, can I have a photo with you? And I'm shaking, and we take one, and he's massive, and he's just so tall, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening to me. I am honestly, like, shaking. I'm surprised that the video, or the photo I took wasn't blurry, because I was shaking as hell. And then, of course, I had to Harry Winks, and I'm like, hi, Harry. And that's really all I can say, because a great photo. what can you say to Harry? He's so cute, and he was there, and I take a picture with him, and again, yeah, of course. <laughs> there's just this photo bomber, and I'm like, what are you doing there? But I take it, one of my friends photoshops him out of it, so at least there's that. But I, I could see Delhi from afar, but there were too many people around him, so I'm just like, nah, maybe not. Yeah, the photo was awesome, yeah. It was, it was, and I was just like, I just couldn't believe I was yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Again, I wish you were there to witness it with me because there weren't enough fans that you could actually just go for it. 
but then there were too many people around Delhi, so I was just like, okay, maybe I'll just watch them from afar and just you know, chill. Subtly push the children away. There were, ch- yeah, the children, I was just like, guys, it's my time. Please move away. Please move away. But of course, I couldn't. Um, anyway, fourth, and um, uh, I tried to, like, you know, I'm trying to calm myself down. I'm trying to like relax again my heart rate is so fast i'm messaging you i can't believe i just met them i can't believe i have a photo with them it's it's just it's all yeah. too much so i wait there and then gazaniga and foyth do come by and they're running and i'm like you know what i might as well just try so i asked them hey can i have a photo with you but then they were like sorry uh, we're late and obviously it's past sunset and they have like shopping bags with them so you know they've missed curfew because there's definitely curfew it's you know <laughs> It's beyond. Oh. <laughs> Where were their shopping bags from? A Louis Vuitton. So it's very basic. Oh. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Well, the football exactly. Is so I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm going to let you be. Um, and I thought like, okay, this is the end of it. Um, and I calmed down finally. So the next day I go to the event and, you know, the game is over. Everybody's just, you know, going home. But then Sunny and Sissoko start signing autographs like along the entire line and i'm like okay we gotta get in on this unfortunately there were like yeah. children in front of me so i couldn't these children i couldn't shove away because they actually had been waiting there for quite a long time um but then there was a girl next to me who had a really cute sign that said like every day is a sunday uh, and they got nice. her sign and they got him to sign it they got sunny to sign it ahead of time and then they gave it back to her and she was crying like i don't blame her for crying because i would be crying too if that happened, and so she, we took, I took a picture of her with her sign because she was just so overwhelmed, and then finally, like I can see Sunny coming nearer and nearer, and finally he's just in front of me, and and I'm just like, hi Sunny, hello from the Craig family, we love you. I have, I just, I can't believe he's there, and I'm so like really proud of him because he really took on a lot of this Asian tour madness. I wish that. The, more of the team had stayed out. I mean, they did, they did. But I feel like they put it all on him. And I don't know, it was just my perception, though. He looked, like, tired also. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is a missed opportunity because Sun is already massive in Asia. So if you're doing an Asia tour, it's the best opportunity you're going to get to, like, go out, meet fans, grow the fandom for everyone else as well. Exactly. It's like, come for the sunny and, you know, stay for the squad. Yeah. Come for the sunny, stay for the squad. We have yeah. an episode title. <laughs> but yeah. And I just I just think that it's such a missed opportunity. I get that the others were probably like thinking, uh, it's, it's sunny surf. But just, you know, yeah, yeah. try. Everybody was also tired, but I really felt for sunny there. And I wish it was different. I really just wish you were you guys were here because it would have been super awesome. But what what an experience for me. Despite the sickness, I'm glad I went and stocked the Spurs because what a highlight in my life. Let's go to the actual meat of the game, which I guess every fan show should talk about. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've never seen a preseason before, so I don't really know whether how competitive things should be, but they seem pretty, like, ace. Yeah, yeah, I've also never seen one live, but it, it looks like we take that really seriously, and I guess it showed when, when you guys watched. Yeah, Juventus fans were organized, like, they were quite good. I don't know if they, apparently, like, I had some friends that were seen in the Juventus side, and they had, like, Italians brought, imported in to, like, hype the crowd. Oh, no way. Yeah. But anyway, like, I mean, everyone was there to see Ronaldo, obviously. Like, the shirt. Of course, of course. It was basically a Ronaldo show. And, like, it was nice to see him play. Like, I don't think I'll ever see him play live again. Because tickets to whatever he would be playing in would be sold out. But, like, everyone clapped when he scored. But yeah. and, and then they benched him after that. Like, you could tell that people were just like waiting for him to score and then he did his like celebration which is apparently iconic i wouldn't know because again newbie fan but it was it was pretty like everyone clapped like everybody yeah. clapped. so okay cool i guess it was set up to be like the ultimate fan service bring him on to what like so people can watch him score and that's it exactly but off tangent yeah. in seoul he didn't play have oh, you read that really? yeah no yeah. i did not yeah, I so he didn't why. play, and fans are angry because obviously they paid big money to see him score. But anyway, we did. So Juventus was actually like, I know it's a preseason friendly, 
but I was scared. Like I was like, I don't want to. Like they have to. Like they have to do well. So first, like Coco, Eric Lamella, like I can't even. I'm so happy for him. I know that he's not exactly like supposedly he's not delivering on the goods or whatever. He's always getting injured, but I'm just so happy that he just went for it. Like I was like, what? Yeah. So when he scored, like the the crowd went wild, and I'm like. Yeah, one. And then, shoot, they got two back-to-back. So I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Mora Magic. Like, Lucas Mora, the Huddersfield game we watched was 4-0 because he was three of that. Like, it was his hat trick. Yes. And he comes the in. hat-trick with a backflip. Exactly. Backflip, yeah. hat-tricks. Like, what more can you want? No backflips <laughs> now. However, there was the debut of first purchase or first transfer in like 500 plus days or so I hear yeah. of, I hope I'm saying this right, Tangy and Dombele? Yes. Tangy, Tangy? I think. He's yeah. French, so I, I'm assuming it's Tangy. Um, Tangy and Dombele. And it was crazy because, I mean, they said first touch, but they, apparently I hear also it's like third touch or whatever. But the point is that he literally just gets substituted. He gets, I've seen the replay so many times. It gets passed to him. He just like, it was so fast to Mora and just like vroom, slips it in and everybody was just like oh my god equalize like yeah my like my favorite thing about that moment like other than the excitement that holy shit this guy is awesome was seeing fan reaction videos that was crazy like you could hear chants of first touch first touch exactly I think even if it technically wasn't the first touch Whatever. Whatever. It's the first touch. It was the first touch. So that was amazing. And I was just like, okay, we have a chance. And I, I don't know how friendlies work. Like, does it go into penalties? Or do they just like, I don't know. I don't know how this works. So I'm kind of glad it didn't go into penalties because I don't think my heart could take it. <laughs> and also, like, at this point, like, the, at the start of the game, my phone had already died. So I, I didn't even have a phone to, like, I was just fully immersed, which is great. But I don't think I could do it. So I'm glad it didn't go into penalty because the goal, I mean, I don't know if he deserves man of the match. But you know what? Let's give it because that is some showmanship. That half, we, that half line, half line, right? It's a half line. The half line goal from Harry Kane was insane. Yeah, oh my God. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in real time, I guess. Like you see videos of like, uh, insane goals on YouTube, but this was this was ridiculous. What you could feel the crowd like when when he kicked from the halfway line, halfway I guess. Line, yeah. yeah, and the ball like goes up in the air, and like the, you could feel the crowd kind of like then just completely explode when it goes in because there is like a good what feels like 10 seconds where the ball is up in the air and no one knows if it's actually going in or he just kicked it like out of bounds willy-nilly but amazingly it goes in that was crazy like it was four minutes of stoppage um it's the third minute and it's funny because i think the goalie of juventus is apparently ex-arsenal I didn't even know. Oh, but basically, okay. anytime it would, he would get the ball. Anytime he would, the ball would go to his area, the fans would go boo because of the rivalry, <laughs> blah, 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 which is funny. But he was far away from the line. And I mean, Harry yeah. said it in like post match interviews of like, he, he knew where the guy was. He knew how forward he was because he saw it in yeah. the first half or something. And he just tried. And like, he wants to replicate this in like the, the actual Premier League. And if he does, that'll be bananas because like, I consider it like a really amazing, like, I'm so honored to have been there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am honored for you to have seen that. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I wish you guys were there. We would have been like, the guys in front of us who were kind of like snooty at the start of the game. They were Spurs fans, but they were kind of like posh or like at least very like reserved. When that goal yeah. happened, we all started hugging. Like, yeah, you can't. You, there is no. You cannot be reserved when that happens. Also, the guy in front of me, like, <laughs> respect to him because his kit was like a Holstein, like yellow. Oh, like he is vintage. old school. So anyway, okay, okay. so that was that was at least the Juventus game and like. All fanishness aside, I thought that it was a great, like, great to see like the new players, like all these young children. Yeah. Children, they look like children. Our yeah, academy guys. Do. Like are skinny and look like teenagers. Meanwhile, Delit Juventus X A Ajax is like the same age as them, and he looks like three of them combined. And yet, like <laughs> everybody was so on the ball, and I'm just so happy for everyone. Like Troy Parra, I, I am. think. I'm so, 
I'm so proud of all of the young guys. So we we call them interns. Oh yeah, exactly. They look very young and they're so new. And I guess if you're young and new and you're joining a team, you're automatically an intern. And they're just phenomenal. I- they just they step up. They they were really good, and I, I think Pocha's like strategy, at least in Singapore, was really good. And I I'm just really glad we were there to witness it. But yeah, Juventus first. Like I I don't know how Juventus. I guess they're like obviously champions in their like ser- Serie A or something like that because duh, um, it's it's Ronaldo. But I'm very proud of how we like start the season right. Guess to the wins. Good job, Harry. What a show. of champions versus young kids yeah so there's another big game that happened in the preseason asia tour the the biggest game that we had in shanghai biggest in terms of number of players um so we played spurs played the aia 100 um and that literally means 100 children 100 chinese children against um delhi lamella and Kane. And it was just as insane as that sounds. I think, though, the game was really, like, I guess, disorganized and rough and really, really difficult. But my favorite part would have to be the post-game interviews. So one of the things I super love about Spurs is how, like, I guess, professional and diplomatic and and profesh we are in any post-game match. Like, we always show respect towards opponents and acknowledge that they were, like, really bringing it and they were awesome and they were really good and we, we really had to level up our game. And it, it it almost seems scripted the way that we say that all the time. So it was really, really funny and super cute to see that, to see them give the same kind of talking points for the AIA 100. It was, it was cute. I loved it. I don't know who was who thought of this on the AIA side. And I know they have, uh, you know, sunk huge money on the, you know, on the team and on the brand. But what media mileage? Like, that was crazy. The 100 kids idea, I mean, it's their 100 years and so on. But I don't even know how the logistics of that happened. Corralling 100 children to not, like, injure. Like, how do you brief 100 kids to be like, okay, you can play with these really amazing players, but make sure you don't hurt them or harm them or, like, get them into injuries. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm sure it was the same for the Spurs player because in the, the post-game interview, when Delhi scored the, that penalty, like he said that he was actually concerned about hitting it too hard. So I'm sure they were also like, hey, these, these are little yeah. kids. Let's try not to injure anyone. As much as you don't want to be injured, let's not injure them. Exactly. But can you imagine like being a little kid? What an opportunity. And you're right. Like I really love their post interview because they gave it like sometimes you're like, is this deadpan? Like, do they know this is like a parody? Or like I don't know if they like it was sincere, but I loved it so much. Kane, you can never understand what he's saying, but it was like like I loved it. I loved it so much. Like wait, they they played a strong I I can't do a I cannot do a Harry Kane impression because like he gar he can so like, garbles his words, but like somehow you understand it because you've listened to too many videos. But it was really cute. And again, kudos to AIA. What a Yeah. I was also like super impressed with how Lamella delivered or how he was interviewed in the end. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect him to have like capacity for comedy. I don't know. So that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, they were so dead ban. And like, I guess I, I at least I as a fan in the past season because he didn't really have a lot of post match interviews. I haven't really seen him give his personality. You see it on like his social media where you know he's always posting about his super cute kid. Um, and how he misses his kid or he'll see his kid soon and so on and so forth or like he's always posting about like the Argentinians in the team and how they're always like playing pranks on each other but not really in like yeah. a post-game capacity so it is nice that he's been yeah, like totally. front and center that is sweet yeah I-, I guess just another Spurs in Shanghai moment uh, is that they had this thing where they were like playing char- not I don't know it's charades like Pictionary oh, yes. where they had to draw yeah, so against like another Winks set of kids and Son and some other kids yeah, yeah. yeah. did you see their drawings? <laughs> Super bad. <laughs> Not but their core competency. Cute. Not their core competency. They're they're too talented already if they can also draw. Yeah. But it was it was quite funny. And I thought that it was a nice touch. Again, what what a preseason yeah. tour in Asia. So speaking of like preseason, I didn't even know this was a thing, but they also after the entire like Asia tour, they go back to Europe and end up in Munich. I think it's Munich, right? 
I think so, yeah. Yeah, because it's the Alliance Stadium, and I think Bayern was like, they said home crowd or whatever. But Audi Cup, I didn't even know this was a thing. Have you, have have they played this before? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's a pretty new cup. I, I read somewhere it was the inaugural one. It might be oh. the first, or maybe it's the first one that we've participated in. But either way, it's cool to win. Yeah. So we have a piece of preseason silverware, which is very nice. Super and nice. It, yeah, in quite dramatic fashion. So, two games. So, we had to play two games. First one with Real Madrid, and which apparently wants Christian Eriksen, but whatever. And then the next one with Bayern Munich, which is a home game. Because I think it was in the Alliance Stadium in, ba- in Munich. And that's at least what I read. I'm not super sure. Yeah. Again, I, I wasn't able to like follow it live. I, I was just looking at it on Twitter. But like it was hard stopping when the penalties started like coming in because penalties are always just who blinks first yeah i and i was so when when it ended 2-2 i was thinking okay this is gonna be fun to watch penalties in a a friendly or in a preseason game where it's not so competitive so i can just watch it and appreciate it and not not be incredibly tense and wanting to die but it was like that especially after the first round of penalties when we are still even it's like oh my god somebody just slip up i need to Get out of this misery. It was Paolo, right? It was Gazaniga. Yes, yes. He saved one from Boateng. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's was... insane. And that was it. We won. Do they get penalties in Premier League games? No, they just draw, right? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You can just so, draw. Yeah, so this one didn't... Obviously, it's a cup, so I guess there is no draw. But I was looking at the highlights of it, of them saving it. And obviously, Captain Hugo is our usual keeper. And I'm a lot more comfortable nothing against Paolo at all it's just that I haven't seen him a lot and now here in the preseason it's nice to see him play but when he saved that my heart what? especially the first one like the very first penalty taken by Alaba I think and he saved it I was like ah, okay we're gonna be fine we're gonna be that fine means- I was watching like Sonny do his like kick ah oh, I I can't even imagine being an athlete obviously I'm not an athlete and I can't <laughs> imagine having to skills that kill you know and they just they wipe the floor with that that was amazing that that was amazing to see and then they do the awarding and i guess you do the lifting of the cup and you you know what i love i mean like you mentioned it like i guess a reason why i'm so endeared to this team is just their vibe it's just so wholesomely cute i can't even like i don't know how other teams are because like obviously i don't care but like what (laughs) brilliant choice on my end to listen to you guys <laughs> and let me let let you guys like take me into this fold because like seeing them all like number one the fact that it was Sissoko that got the cup and it wasn't yeah. Harry it wasn't like it wasn't Harry Kane it wasn't Captain Hugo it wasn't yeah. one of like you know or Sonny it was yeah, so bigger superstars yeah. yeah and I love how Sissoko gets it and you know how they're all like looking like you saw the the team in the background like all so happy for him and like he was carrying he did the kiss and like it was I... yeah and the, the interns were up front it exactly. wasn't like oh only the superstars in front they had like all of the which other, is like a nice throwback to champions league right <laughs> i'm still I, i'm sure for long suffering fans they are hurting still but for a new fan obviously i was sad but i don't have like 30 years of like torment behind me but the way they had the full team photo it's not just the starting 11 squad that to me is what like we are Tottenham that is what it's about like I I can't I don't know how to verbalize that feeling or that like ethos the culture I guess yeah it's amazing if there were like if these were considered workplaces and there was some listicle somewhere of the best football workplaces you'd want to work at that you would I kind of like a resume Applying to be an intern, you want to you want to be in that team. You I would to love to be. In. To be yes, boss. I would definitely want Poch to be my boss. And yeah, so Audi Cup. I know like people are like, whatever, it's preseason, doesn't matter. But it does. It builds confidence. And I know we wouldn't be saying this if we didn't win any silverware, or whatever. But Oops, yeah, but that's the way it is. <laughs> that's the way it is. You know, we'll never discuss the bad times. I'm just kidding. But it was it was a uh, it was nice. It was really nice. It was. this podcast we're gonna do a rapid fire social media roundup of all the posts that have come from spurs official or each of the teammates okay starting with the tour mates video 
So I love these things. I don't know. They're so well produced. And it's just so cute how Winksy kept making fun of Jan and how he farts so much. I didn't know they had like a thing going on, but I really loved yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like recently the the quality of content that's coming from Spurs Official is so much better. And I particularly love stuff like the tour mates video where they ask them questions, players answer, and you get more of an insight into like their personalities and their relationships and how they get along and stuff like that. I love that. Very, very cute. I totally approve. Next. And Harry Kane, his photo that he posted from his profile of him training in Singapore, drenched in sweat. You can see his abs through his shirt. And he uses the caption, give the photographer a raise. Give everybody a raise. This The Harry Kane glow up is complete. Mrs. Kane, you did a good job. It's We've seen amazing. those photos before. Yeah. Good job, Kate. So they also unveiled on social their new kits, the 2019 kits. Oh, yes. So while they were in Singapore, they unveiled the new kits on social media. Um, as usual, I think we, we like the away kit. It's always somehow better looking, unfortunately, than the home kit. I mean, I guess you can't really mess up like a solid blue. Somehow the white um, home shorts are just always a little off i don't know yeah yeah definitely i think it, it helped that it's kind of paired back and simplified this season like we didn't try to do too much with it which always gets a bit tricky so yeah um fine home shirts even better away shirts yay um next oh um the skyline in shanghai that maybe one in four Spurs players posted on social media one and i guess two. if you follow any of them on social media you will have noticed this I, I guess, yeah. like, they need, like, a social media, like, tutorial. Because I know that, like, that's the skyline. But everybody did the exact same thing. There was zero variety. Yeah. Same vantage point from the same window of their hotel looking at the same part of the skyline. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's, it's great to see where they are. Yeah. A bit much, though. I, I'm surprised they didn't do it on, like, the rooftop of, like, the Marina Bay Sands in Singapore. Oh, that's true. I guess they did. There was something similar that happened when they were at Marina Mandarin where they posted photos of Marina Bay from that yeah. vantage point. Yeah, but it just wasn't as... Exact. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they need tutorials. So next, all of the content, all of the posts about ping pong at the Shanghai Hotel. They played a lot of ping pong. I don't know. I'm not going to blame the game on this. But they did a lot of it. Like, a massive amount. I don't know how... I didn't realize how obsessed they were with ping pong. Because all they were showing in Shanghai was a lot of it. That that was a lot. Like, there was a time when there was a lot of Uno content. But I feel like the volume and the frequency of ping pong content in such a short amount of time, like, blew Uno out of the water. They need to, like, get another sport. Oh, and next... Uh, the really heartwarming content that we were hoping was coming, and it actually did. Dembele visiting them on their last day in Shanghai. That was super cute. I have been waiting for Musa to, you know, show up and just be there. And Jan posted it, yes. so I was just like, besties reunited. I hope he wasn't recruiting like Jan to join his league, but I'm just really glad that he's kind of like still kept in touch. Yeah, it's just so cute. I can't. Yeah, it's it's so nice because the, like I guess we saw what their bromance was like when they were on the same team. So it was nice that they're still keeping in touch and Dembele went out of his way to visit them. Exactly. As well. He wasn't in Shanghai, right? Yeah, Yeah, I think his team may have had like a game in Shanghai Uh, serendipitously at the same time. But it it was nice for him to take time out to to see, to check in on BFFs, Jan. Super cute. And on to the next one. Harry Kane and Juan Foyth got married, and I didn't see any Spurs in any of their weddings. I don't know if it's, like, a conscious thing or if they just put an embargo that you couldn't post pictures, but I didn't see a single one of the Spurs in them. Yeah, good question. I was thinking that as well, because all the, the, all the very few photos posted from Harry and Kate didn't seem to include Spurs players, nor did we see any content from Spurs players at the wedding. And I guess you were talking about... An embargo? Yes. So I don't know. Maybe they're just really good at compartmentalizing. But I was pretty shocked that there was absolutely yeah. no one there. And on to the next topic is uh, we said goodbye to two players, uh, Kieran Trippier and Vincent Janssen. 
and they were a bit sad. I wasn't particularly fond of them. Janssen is very good on the ice, but it was just, I guess... Yeah, both awesome players who will be missed, but they seem very happy with where they're going. The, the content that Trippier has been posting from his new team seems to be very like uh, enthusiastic and showing that he's happy to be there. So that's, that's awesome. I'm really happy for him. I wonder if he's like required to do all of that. Yeah, I'm wondering that as well. I wonder if like uh, there's a part of his contract that says, oh, within the first um, few weeks of preseason, you need to post <laughs> this many photos showing this level of, of energy and enthusiasm. I, I really wouldn't be surprised, honestly. And then there's Vincent yeah. Janssen, who I didn't really get to see play a lot, but he goes to a Mexican league team. Monterey, yeah. Yeah, and he's kind of good looking, so I think I'm going to miss him. <laughs> but, you know. Farewell. Yeah, let's see how the season goes. We really do. I mean, I guess just trust Dan Levy and trust Poch, so, you know. Yep, hashtag. Exactly. I believe in him. He's magic, you know. Yeah. And so, there we have it. The first round of our rapid-fire social media, I guess, roundup. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. And now we go to probably the most serious part of this podcast. Not that we're ever going to get truly serious. But we want to discuss the upcoming season and, like, predictions of sorts, or at least expectations and things we're looking forward to with Toby. Toby is actually my guru when it comes to football he's been guiding me ever since we were watching the world cup together i just looked to him and he would know that i wouldn't know something so he's explained terms like offside and like all these actual technical things and i'm really actually excited to hear his point of view on what he's looking forward to uh this coming season yeah so toby is a lifelong spurs fan he's a second generation spurs fan born into a family of spurs fans and he actually also plays football. Very important. <laughs> he does have first, yeah, first-hand experience with this game. Um, all right. Let's listen to our conversation with Toby. Toby, tell us about yourself and how you became a Tottenham fan. Great. My name's Toby, and I think I was probably eight, nine, or ten when I kind of started properly following and I obviously follow Tottenham Hotspur because my dad is a Tottenham Hotspur fan so we would watch games together. I think it's been up and down in terms of following. I think there were a few years like maybe around middle school or something that I think I missed a couple seasons in terms of following. So as far as diehardness goes I don't think I'm probably one of the most diehard fans ever but um, I think in the last like 10 years or so that's kind of come back with a vengeance and now both acid and i really enjoy it and i think acid's appreciation of it has brought a new dimension to my fandom as well because now i appreciate the players on a more personal level whereas maybe before i was just looking at the sport and and social media is a big part of that too because you really get to know about these people a bit more and see them as characters and stuff not just filtered through the the gossip columns and the headlines and stuff but yeah, it's, I think it's had a really positive impact on the game because I think the England team is an interesting example because now they're all good boys, right? Because they've got sponsorships to protect and things like that. And maybe it's probably done well for English football that the stars are now people like Harry Kane, who's a clean-cut, clean-living guy who doesn't drink and has a lovely family and that kind of jazz. So it's it's pretty cool you get to see that play out on social media. Here I am supposed to talk about the actual football side, and I'm talking about the social media side. <laughs> That's the theme. <laughs> exactly, yeah. which just goes to show how much it's permeated. And I think yeah. it's funny because you are, at least you started very much as a football fan, like of the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I come from zeros, I mean, very little sports knowledge, especially football. So I come from more of the personality side of it. And I kind of, and Acid is kind of in between because mm-hmm. she's got a bit of both worlds. Yeah. But I guess maybe we can discuss it further on as we, you know, do many of these episodes. Because I'm so very, this is my fear, is that I'm so very personality based that how does it work when like transfer season is happening and people get leave the team. I do like them as a collective, but obviously yeah. a lot of it is because of them as individuals that right. contribute to this clean boy collective that I really appreciate. So Yeah. So, oh, I'll, I'll say one more thing that I guess 
the memory of when I think as I was younger and my I really caught on to football was when or really caught on to Spurs is um, kind of the Jermaine Defoe era um, and a little bit before that those were some of my first favorite players Jermaine Defoe as a striker was just incredible had a great knack in front of the goal um, Aaron Lennon Dimitar Berbatov had his ups and downs but he was a great player as well Peter Crouch obviously so that was the first cohort that I think I super really got behind that's the one name I actually that actually sounds familiar, Peter Crouch. The rest yeah. of them, I was like, is he related to William Defoe? Is the next guy like a cousin of yeah. John Lennon? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things I need to wiki later on, but yeah, I love it. See, already learning yeah. from as I introduced you, my spiritual guide into the Spurs <laughs> fandom. Nice. Yeah. Now is a really appropriate time to talk about this. Uh, preseason is winding down. We are at this very moment of recording in the halftime portion of our last preseason game. And at the break, it was 1 1 Tottenham Hotspur Inter Milan at home. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, I can't even believe we're recording over it, but I can't find a proper stream where I am from my hotel room. So I'm literally just refreshing on Twitter and relying on you guys as well. But I'm a bit, I'm always just really nervous. And what are your thoughts, Tobes? What's your feeling? About uh, preseason? Yeah, preseason and uh, yeah, for this game, especially how they perform. The the bits I've seen so far, it's like some of the most elegant passing football I've really seen. Like the way they controlled the game against... uh, Real Madrid and playing who who who's the German team we just played? Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Yeah, I mean, and they did well and they came back. But I think we played some incredible football and the passing around the midfield, the way they're working it to the wings is really impressive. I think, yeah, it's it's going to be a really exciting season. I think even the resilience they showed against Bayern, everybody kept their cool. Um, Ericsson was a bit unlucky, I think, getting his penalty saved. Like, I think it was a fairly bold choice to put it down the middle, but it wasn't a bad choice. But all the young guys took up and very casually, not casually, but very calmly took their penalties. So I think there's going to be some youngsters that come along and do us a lot of help. I guess people on Reddit are saying Troy Parrott could be the real thing as a backup for Harry Kane. Um, So he could be really helpful um, when it comes to things like the FA Cup and the League Cup, when you really need to have a bit of depth to rely on. I think especially with Harry Kane's consistent ankle injuries, we're going to really need to protect him and save him for crucial things like top four matches and um, and derbies and stuff like that. So at the end of that game, we won the Audi Cup. Yeah, come on, you Spurs. Pre-season yeah. silverware. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about like how a lot of people see that as oh, it's it's nothing. It's just a preseason piece of silverware. I I think I buy into the Tottenham fantasy that it's about football is about more than trophies, and it's important for Spurs to play a certain style of football. And you can and people. You know, Arsenal and Chelsea fans would say, like, you would say that because you don't have any silverware. But, like, honestly, I, it doesn't bother me that much. And I love to see the way Spurs play, the way they enjoy playing together, the way everybody appreciates playing for Pochettino. So I think that culture is, is super positive, And that's why I'm proud to be a Spurs fan. All right. Cheers. Hey. Speaking <laughs> of um, the interns, uh, Asad and I um, already introduced our concept of the interns, the young ones, and you yeah. mentioned Troy Parrott. Are there any other of the, I guess, the guys from the academy or like Jack Rose or Jafet Tanganga? I don't know if I'm saying their names right, mm-hmm. but like a lot of when, when we saw them uh, in Singapore, we were like, who are these children? Like yeah. literally they look like kids, but it's also like, wow, that's the future of the of the squad, like, what, who are you excited most about apart from Troy Parrott? I tend to take a bit of a break on football in the in the summer, I guess. So I haven't been following as closely as I as I could have been. So I don't know some of those younger faces. But I mean, Kyle Walker Peters isn't. I mean, he definitely had some playing time last year, but I think he's going to be relied on more and more. He, yeah, I think he's going to be really useful in the offense. Uh, I think maybe his defense. Yeah, I think his defense will be really good. I think Trippier was having some issues last year. I think it was a game against Man City, I think, in the Champions League that some of their wingers were kind of getting in behind him and, and exposing a bit of, of, of his weakness. So I think 
that wing defense is going to be crucial because I think Danny can hold it down. There was the blonde kid, and I think kid is fair because I think he's probably only like 18 <laughs> or something, who was playing in the Bayern Munich game that seemed to be very handy on the defense too. So I can check what his name is, but I'm not sure. Yeah, no, like I saw a lot of numbers that were like in the 80s and I'm like, yeah. who are these kids? So like, yeah. Soren and I were literally Googling all their numbers because we're like, who are they? But I, it's it's interesting to see all these new faces. I, I have one more question. I guess this this could be for all of us. Uh, so BT Sport the other day mm. released something called the script, and it supposedly predicted, like based on existing data, what the the Premier League table is gonna end up like at the end of the season. Um, I think their prediction was that Tottenham Hotspur was come was gonna come in third. I think next to Liverpool and Man City. Man City coming in first. How do we feel about this? Yeah, I think it's really down to Manchester, Liverpool, and Tottenham. I don't really see Arsenal and Chelsea challenging too much. I mean, it's a bit cynical, and I think a Spurs fan would say this, but I don't think Frank Frank Lampard is is gonna live up to the expectations, and I. I think he'll probably be let go by Abramovich within the first three or four months because I guess he did well at Derby, but I don't know if that'll translate to the top flight. And Arsenal seems to be having a lot of problems there. Captain Koscielny uh, refused to go on their North America tour and that kind of stuff. I think he wants to leave the club. So, um, And Chelsea losing Hazard obviously is a huge, huge loss for them. So. I hope we, uh, whether or not we win the title, if we can go and, and crush those two teams, I'd be pretty delighted. Home and away. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems to be the case, but I, I listen to other like Spurs fan podcasts and they're all like, everyone is like so antsy of like, yeah, transfer window isn't like, and like we're not tra- doing any more um, enough transfers or like uh, yeah. now is when we should be ramping up. But then of course the other half is like trust potch and like back potch, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I don't feel like we need to be in a rush either. I mean, uh, maybe I'm, you know, still hedging against the the risks here, but I don't think it's a make or break season now. I mean, we have our new stadium. We there's there's the new training grounds. I mean, there's time to grow into it, even if it takes another five years. I think, yeah, I, I think that's fine, and it just shows that the club has reached a new level. And it doesn't have to be this year, but it's just about changing the culture, I think. I'll be 37 then, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I'm the newest fan, so I, yeah. I need to have the long suffering. Hopefully not, because you guys have suffered long enough. So maybe mm-hmm. I am the lucky charm and mm-hmm. I don't know. Things I think better. I would have been a bit disappointed if they'd gone out and spent like 200 million pounds. I like... I don't think it's necessary. I think we could win with the guys we already had. It would be tough to compete in all of the competitions they're in, but that was always more important to me. Like whatever Christian Eriksen wants, give it to him. Whatever Toby Aldevera wants, give it to him. Like I'm much more interested in keeping that cohesive team. Like whoever wants to stay, if they want to go and make more money, like go to Roma or China or something, then you know that's fine. But I think we can do it mostly with the people we have. Yeah, and I think if if we do like spend a bajillion million mm. on new players, it would change something about the club and just make us not Tottenham Hotspur and take away all of the good things that yeah. we like. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah, that seems like too big a change. Like the minute that happens, that's when it's yeah. not going to be Tottenham Hotspur anymore. Yeah, because I think we benefit from a certain smugness wherein we don't spend that much and we still outperform exactly, other clubs that spend yes. way more than we do. So, yeah, and I think if you invest that much money and nothing comes of it, you end up getting third or fourth again. Then people are really like, oh, well, money wasn't the issue. And then you have some kind of team existential crisis, like what's wrong with us? But it's like, I think we can just build it up gradually. And yeah. Mm-hmm. You you said five years, and I feel like as a relatively new fan, I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not willing to wait that long. Or I, I don't know if it's like a, the super intense optimism of a new fan also that I really believe that it's going to happen sooner. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like this is our year and we're going to win the Premier League this season. I like, like this hot take. What a hot take right there. <laughs> you know what? Believe. That's all you got. Yes. Uh, I think Maybe. for me, like I, I, I'm with you on the optimism. I, I am very lucky. As they said, like I, I got into this and suddenly like Champions League finals. It, it's been pretty intense. And I've been listening to a lot of like 
commentary on it. And I think a lot of them were, I mean, if it's five years, I don't know. But Poch, I think, just signed again, right? He signed for another Did X he? amount of years. And for me, like, I know, again, it's not, it's a club more than the individuals that make up make it up. But mm-hmm. from where he's brought the club from not where it is now, I think yeah. I would like to see him bring it to the next level of whatever yeah. that level is, whether it right. is, as Acid said, the, the premiership, the, the championship. And, and as Toby said, like, it takes time. Like, I'm mm-hmm. happy to be somewhere in between. And just but as long as, like, for me, I, I want Poch to see it through just because he's done mm-hmm. a lot of the groundwork for it. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Tobes, for joining us. And we hope you continue to join us as we cope. But I feel like you have no choice. Yeah. We're just going to force you to join us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very happy to, <laughs> especially when the season gets underway. Like, it's, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. All right. Thanks, Tobes, cool. for joining us. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, see you, we'll see you again in whenever we record again. All right. Thank you. See ya. Toby for sharing with us your forecast for the upcoming season, the season that we will finally win the Premier League. And the Champions League, the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup. And yeah, all of it. Just all of it. Give it to us. We're going to win all the silverware. We started with Audi. Let's keep going. You just got you just gotta go. Yeah, and thanks for your your passion and your intense fandom and your your know-how for podcast production. Well, that remains to really be seen uh, when we put this all together. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Acid. Thanks. And thanks to everyone for sticking around. Uh, this isn't perfect. This isn't where we want it to be, but it's a interesting first try. Uh, we hope to see you guys, or we hope you guys continue to listen the next few times we do this. I don't know how often. I really don't know when we'll see you next, but yeah. we hope to. So thanks again. Follow us on our socials. We have the links in our body. And before I forget, I want to say thank you so much to Acid for our cover work and to my brother Pietro for this wonderful music. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Come on, you Spurs. Spurs.